Is that the camera? <laughs> no, that's a plant. Where's your, where's the camera? Right behind me. Uh, that, you keep your cameras out in the open? Man, you guys are freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 91. This episode of TLC, we talk about the future of gaming, what are Disney fans raging about, and Anton, can Anton tell apart these two dead shots? I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Hey, Anton, how was your week? Not bad, not bad. I uh, got to see a performing arts show. Have you ever heard of uh, Shen Yun, the one that's like everywhere, like it's advertised uh, everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the dancing, right? Yeah, it's like a Chinese traditional dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I got to see that on Saturday. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's very nice dancing. Uh, there's a lot of story, uh, mm-hmm. very traditional Chinese stories. And I know that every single year they choose like different types of things that they want to incorporate into their show. So there's always like different uh, uh, stories all the time. Uh, some of the most recent stuff that they added uh, is more of the modern stuff, mm-hmm. and it's very political stuff that you can probably get arrested in China for, and they'll probably like do really bad things to you. Uh, uh, like that Chinese actress that disappeared and all of a sudden reappeared. Yeah, stuff like that. Like uh, there's there's this um, there's this really big movement in China right now where uh, there's like a certain type of Tai Chi. Uh, like practicing like uh, a certain uh, workout, but mm-hmm. it got so popular that the Republic of China didn't really want them to be too overpowering because when they have such a big community like that, yeah, uh, they can have like an uproar and they could like, you know, go against the Republic or something, you know? So, so, so they can't have fads. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And, for people who are practicing th- this type of Tai Chi, they get beat up by regular people. They're like, you're not supposed to do that here. And then they get beat up. And then, you know, they, they would get arrested. They would get detained. And some people would get, like, uh, tortured in, in, in jail. So that mob mentality. Yeah. And it's crazy because not a lot of news outsources really tell anybody about it because... They don't want to get involved because if they get involved, they can't. They're not allowed to report anything else in China. That's mm. why CNN never really talked about it. Um, you know, I think the only people that would probably do something like this would be Vice. But even Vice is, you know, they they do a lot of uh, reporting in China, so this is a very touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people actually who got detained for a couple of times, they. Uh, they get their organs taken out. Wait, what? Yeah, so like the, whole... oh, the like organ harvesting kind of thing. Yeah, it's oh, okay. crazy. I mean, so yeah, bad, what, but yeah, very bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, they 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 were kind of incorporating that into the show, and uh, people who really knew what was going on with this whole ish, uh, this whole problem, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 get it. But then there are a couple of topics in the show that I was like. Are people ready for this right now? Because, I mean, not a lot of people know about this. But I guess, you know, they're trying to make it aware. But I think it's a little too much. Okay. So, if you're not aware of the topics, Mm -hmm. is it very obvious or very easy to interpret from the performance? Or do you kind of have to have some background to fully understand what they're talking about or what they're trying to symbolize? Okay. So, I, I thought that, you know, for people who don't know what it is Mm -hmm. they can probably really confuse it as a type of religion i don't think it's a a religion i think it's more of a practice of tai chi and trying to empower your body to feel healthier Mm -hmm. because that's what the whole thing was about like people start doing it and they start feeling good about themselves so that's why like it spread word of mouth okay okay yeah um Anyways. no yeah I, i've seen i've seen those billboards everywhere uh, i think mm-hmm. they were in la for um i think Ma- no february yeah i i think i think they're coming to california very soon again they'll come uh, back to there's some that are coming to costa mesa i think yeah in, Sager Storm. in april yeah, yeah. Sager Storm. also long beach too long beach yeah 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 uh speaking of Sigurdsson, mm-hmm. uh i went to go see aladdin last week okay i i want to hear what you thought about it dude so freaking funny dude I, yeah. I loved it uh who's your aladdin or who's your genie sorry 
uh, it was Major Attaway. So that's okay. the same yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same guy. Uh, I wanted to make sure because apparently there's three genies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attaway is the main one, but they do rotate the guy that uh, plays the Sultan. Uh, he's the stand-in also for genie. Um, and I think there was a third one that's like a, a the backup to the backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, dude, he was freaking hilarious. Uh, he, for for a big dude, he's pretty uh, nimble. I mean, he's, yeah. he wasn't doing the full, like, you know, full dance, but he was still moving around, doing like lunges, doing like kicks and stuff like that. Like yeah. that, he's, I, he's I, I, don't, I don't know how close you were sitting. Uh, when I went to see him in Broadway, I, I was sitting like probably two rows to the stage. Oh, no, so, I mean... Close. People can literally. Oh, I mean, we see spit flying everywhere. I mean, that's a normal thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you're on, you know, stage. But yeah, I mean, you could see him sweating. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, even because I, I had the higher seats because apparently like, the first first front half of the like orchestra section or the bottom mm-hmm. part of there, mm-hmm. um, it's like all for like the the private members of Sigurdsson. Oh, okay. Like the people, like ticket season holders, or the ones that like donate a lot of money to the to the art center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's reserved for them. Tell uh, you what, sometimes the the whole subscription program, mm-hmm. it's actually really not that bad. Let no, I did th- see. I, I did yeah. see a breakdown of it. I think it's like sixty dollars per performance, whatever. Yeah. For if you buy, if you buy the full package for the year. Yeah, over here, uh, I think it was like four hundred bucks for the cheapest one, mm-hmm. and you get like seven shows or something like that throughout the year that's, that's probably about the same here mm-hmm. yeah uh i'm i'm excited though because next year they're having uh lion king come in september so oh, september yeah, 20th. i saw that one too um i had really high expectations for that and mm-hmm. I, I didn't really end up liking it as much as all the other shows i've seen okay yeah. uh so i mean the guy playing a lot and, I, and I, it sucks i left my my program in the car so i forgot his name because he was he was a replacement uh, mm-hmm. he was in the program he they kind of they had inserts of him uh for the for the bill mm-hmm. uh so he was a really good aladdin um i, I need to look up who he was uh the girl playing J- uh, uh, jasmine great singing but her acting and i'm happy that my girlfriend's not pointing this out because I, I think it would have been bad if i pointed it out uh a little bit on the whiny side and i said it that way on purpose a little bit like the whiny <laughs> Okay, so the one that I saw, uh, she was the sister of the original Aladdin. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the the one that I saw in Broadway, and she was actually really good. I mean, uh, her singing was up to par. I mean, not as good as the original Jasmine, of course. Yeah. But we already know that original Jasmine is uh, sung by Leah Salonga. Um, mm-hmm. She also did a couple of other uh, amazing songs um yeah but anyways uh okay so i just found it uh lisa de, Gu- de guzman lisa with mm-hmm. two s's uh and the lisa, uh, yeah, lisa <laughs> de guzman um and the guy playing aladdin was uh clinton greenspan mm-hmm. uh so I- i'm sad there was no abu but mm-hmm. the three friends were funny and that's something yeah, that they the, were really funny yeah, yeah they, did, they were great they were a little bit different to get used to uh mm-hmm. iago that was another one that threw me off mm-hmm. and so i put my pencil right at the camera um but he grew on me it's like mm-hmm. he, he, a little bit of sassiness a little bit like like oh, okay cool like he's actually it's just pretty funny and it wasn't just an annoying mm-hmm. character yeah uh, i thought so too at the very beginning i was like uh, oh okay cool yeah yeah all right i'm cool yeah because at the very beginning his first couple lines was literally him repeating whatever jafar says mm-hmm and i was kind of like oh god is he just gonna be like a character he's just in there because he was in the movie and they're just Mm -hmm. trying to get but i think they were just trying to show he's the parrot Mm -hmm. and he's gonna repeat every now and then but luckily like midway or a a third of the way into the movie he starts doing his own his own stuff um something okay something very funny about disney songs they have something about them that you can identify it's a disney song so much so that, like, whenever they did the uh, the songs that were written specifically for the Broadway show, mm-hmm. they don't sound, they don't have the right, I don't know, feeling to them. They don't feel Disney-ish. Uh, especially that song that the three friends sang on their way to the palace, which... Yeah, it's different. 
it's different. It, it's totally just them trying to uh, do filler. Yeah. For whatever they're trying to do for the last That's act. That's usually the case. I mean, uh, they got original content, but they don't have the the original people doing the in-between scenes, so they have to fill it in somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And besides that... <laughs> well, it's different for Frozen, actually. Uh, they have the original writers of the song, the the, the sister and the, the brother. Yeah. Yeah, they, they actually wrote some of the other in-between songs for the Broadway version of it. Okay, yeah. so they're at least part hey, of it. Tell me something about uh, uh, Lisa de Guzman. Uh, I remember hearing her name. She is actually the filler for... Well, they call these people like uh, heroes of the show because they end up being the one replacing somebody if they're sick. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that knew like three or four parts uh, in the oh, Broadway so, show. Oh, so she's the... Uh, the stand-in. The stand-in, but for different roles. Yeah, so I think uh, that's what really landed her the touring part of uh, this uh, Aladdin production. Yeah, because I mean, if you're if you're moving across the country and you're bringing people along, you have to pay for each person that comes. If somebody can do multiple cover couple multiple roles, it's it's so you know you're gonna pick them over somebody that's only trained to do one role or two roles. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. You want to get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, she she didn't grow on me. Um, I will say Aladdin and Jasmine both had great abs, and I love that. <laughs> I, I love that Jeannie pointed that out when she's sing, when he's singing uh, "Welcome to Agrabah." Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, "Yeah, Welcome to Agrabah," where apparently everybody has zero percent body fat. It's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Uh, no, yeah. but but going back to the songs though, or, or mm-hmm. the, the 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 friends. Story wise, I did find it a little bit disturbing that three three guys were able to storm the palace like 90 percent successful <laughs> yeah that's usually uh the case when it comes to like you know broadway productions they're is... just trying to speed the story along yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah. like nobody see nobody seriously like sees a security issue in agarbaugh's palace that you know three random guys can just storm a storm a, a palace and take out at least 30 uh, guards <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so let's get down to the nitty-gritty i i got some questions for you all right go for it how, okay so first things first how do you feel between this version that you've that you've just seen comparing to what you saw at uh the hyperion theater at california adventure um see because they're one, both very good productions they are and you know and, and that one's 10 years ago the more the mm-hmm. more recent one that i saw was frozen and i was telling my girlfriend that like this is my first time seeing a broadway play mm-hmm. and my only two my only reference was the aladdin and frozen play at california adventure at the hyperion mm-hmm. yeah surprisingly b- besides the dancing it was surprising the, the hyperion does a surprisingly good job both production wise and acting and singing yeah yeah, it's a very highly produced version of uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean, v- very close. Yeah, like Frozen, that has a lot of special effects that they include mm-hmm. on stage, a lot of projection. Uh, the Aladdin did the same thing too with the mm-hmm. uh, cave of cave of treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I was, I was like, you know what? I give them more props. Like I, I thought, you know, like oh, this is Dis- is a Disney production. Like it's like a little like quick little play for people who are visiting the park. But seeing in Broadway, I'm like, you know what? No, they did a really good job with the budget that they have and something that they mm-hmm. need to repeat over and over again. Again, props on that one. Yeah. I mean, not to bash on the, the you know, the current production. It's good. But I do like the California Venture version of it. I mean, I, I think it's more family oriented to yes. a point where, you know, um, you can watch it a bunch of times and you don't get sick of it. It's yeah. good every single time you watch it. No, yeah. And my, my brother, he saw it at least two or three times when Aladdin was still at California Adventure. And he told me that mm-hmm. Genie ad-libbed a lot, even at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it, kind of... I think that's know. something that I felt that was different every single time. I mean, the Broadway version of it probably had different jokes too, because uh, I, I remember there was a section in the uh, the show where he was ad-libbing for probably like two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Just trying to buy time for the people in the back to do something. I don't know if they did the same thing for you guys. If he did, I really couldn't notice it. Um, yeah. It felt like it was already part of the show. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. a there was a point uh, uh, in the Cave of Treasure where 
he mentions tap dancing mm-hmm. and nothing happened. So he mentioned it like a couple times and then the tap dancers came out. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing like I couldn't tell if that was part of the song or if he was ad libbing to buy time for the dancers to get in, in line and stuff like that. But the way yeah, it worked. I think that was the, the part. Uh, yeah, that was. I think that was probably the part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my second and last question for this one is: Now that you've seen African American Genie, oh God, <laughs> uh, how do you feel? I I don't think it matters that he's black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I people make such a big deal out of it on online when they're seeing that Will Smith is playing Genie. Okay. Mm. Uh, sorry, and I'm like, I have a cough drop in my mouth right now. I just bit a back in it. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have things first? Do we We can't compare to uh, Robin Williams. There's only no. one type of genie that really tops anything. And I don't think Will Smith's trying to do that. No, right. And and we don't have a lot in our schedule uh, for movies. So I'll just mention it now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of hatred going around the casting of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the cast members are not Middle Eastern. They're Indian descent or they're mixed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, uh, Naomi, Naomi Scott, who is half Indian, half British. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not nowhere near uh, Middle Eastern. And there's a lot of hatred going around that. Uh, yes, you mentioned, like, you know, people say, like, oh, Will Smith playing Genie. I don't know if the hatred towards Genie is because he's black or towards Will Smith is because he's black. Or is it just because he's not Robin Williams? I don't, I don't really know what to say to it. I like I said, you know, it, there's only one great genie that everybody loves, yes, and you no, can't really change that. You yeah. can't really top that. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'll tell you this though, and we'll just wrap it up. The weekend update with this is uh, Major Attaway did a great job as genie, and I, you know what? If he was in the movie, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, and this is actually his first role ever in Broadway. Really, and he nailed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. he owns it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I mean, there there was a previous genie before him, but then you know him uh, replacing that original genie. This, yeah, it's gold, dude. This guy's good. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, for those that are curious about the Broadway play, I think it's probably going to be over by the time this episode comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. Go on YouTube, look up Major Attaway. Uh, Never had a friend like me, and YouTube has a three D. Uh, 3d video so you can you know grab your phone watch a video and actually like roam around the stage as he performs the song with the aladdin at the time mm-hmm. cool all right cool. Then. uh moving on to news yeah let's get into news all right news time uh <laughs> so uh, and this isn't on the schedule but i literally just got a text notification right now uh, Tyson Foods recalls 69,000 pounds of frozen chicken strips due to possible metal contamination. So that's what was in the chicken nuggets. Delicious, delicious <laughs> aluminum. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I remember eating chicken nuggets at uh, at school one time at the cafeteria. Yeah. And there was a piece of metal in it, like a little tiny piece. Foil or like harder piece? No, a harder piece. Like a, like Imagine like a a screw that got you know chopped up into little pieces oh ugh. yeah i could have like chipped my tooth yeah you could have sued yeah could have sued I, I was a kid i didn't know yeah. it was like probably like second third grade You're i like, still remember because ooh, it was crazy. a prize <laughs> <laughs> all right that's on yeah. uh onto our scheduled news uh james gunn uh back after i believe eight eight months no not eight, yeah. eight months eight months right yeah eight months uh, so he- wh- what did you hear about it i mean i, I heard a more deeper story behind it but what do you what do you know about it uh so i heard well at least the rumor is this is what disney had planned or wanted mm-hmm. to do to begin with mm-hmm. and that james gunn handled it the right way in which he apologized for what happened explained why that was what it was he explained why he deleted the tweet a long time ago and then he just shut his mouth and just kind of kept silent for months. That stayed out of the spotlight. Didn't you know? Didn't stir the pot. Didn't do any any more damage than he did. Just let everything calm down. Um, I'm I'm assuming that he was following Disney's direction because Disney took swift action, and even everybody was very surprised that Disney just kind of didn't fight for him. They just says, "Nope, oh, oh, he's gone. Fired. Nope, that's it." So my assumption is. Disney sat him down and said, you know what? We have to fire you. We have to at least let you be- distance you from the project for a little bit. Uh, once things die down, we'll bring you back. 
months happen. Nothing happened. He signed on to the Suicide Squad remake. Then Disney announced they're going to be using his script for Guardians 3. No backlash. Everybody was happy with the news that, you know, at least part of James Gunn was still going to be in the mix. Month later, we get this news saying James Gunn is back behind the wheel of Guardians 3. Yeah. So for me, I think that was probably the best way to hand out, you know, handle that whole situation. If it was Disney and their executive decision to do it that way, like you said, props to them. I mean, that's I don't think anyone or anything have made this whole process better. Yeah, no, and that, yeah. <clears throat> and he's probably handled the best than any celebrity that has gone through something similar like this. Mm-hmm. He just he apologized. He he went forward. Apologized. Yeah, he's very professional about yep. it. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who had similar things that happen, and they just bash. They just go right ahead. Unlike you know out. someone that we know, like you know, uh, that became president, <laughs> um, that would just say some really ridiculous things. Doubles down. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh. Yeah. He he handled it really well. Yeah, no, he, he like I said, he went forward, apologized for what he did. He stayed away from media outlets. He didn't really keep mm-hmm. addressing the issue. He just, he, I don't think he ever did an interview, right? He, it was all written statements, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he just he stayed, stayed out of the limelight for a yep. while. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I, I I bet you that's why he signed on to Suicide Squad, because he never heard back from Disney, or Disney mm-hmm. was not giving him for sure dates about what's going on. So he I'm, says, you I'm know what? happy that he wasn't so exclusive to you know disney i'm well that and i'm also kind of wondering how because it's warner brothers right suicide squad mm-hmm. i'm wondering if warner brothers knew what was going on behind the scenes with his pro- other project with guardians or if they assumed uh james Gunn was going to be kind of radioactive and didn't bother to make him sign an exclusive deal with them okay so here's what i know is that james gunn was supposed to shoot guardians back in october okay so i mean they already have the script they just needed to shoot right i mean if they they, they were, were yeah production yeah, was they, ready to roll as soon as the the scheduling started right yeah suicide squad reboot script i don't think is done yet so i think you know with guardians uh, being shot i think that will be the time that james is gonna write his script for no, um, you're, you're right. Uh, they're yeah. not even done, they're not even done with the casting yet. Uh, yeah. We'll go we'll go on to the next uh, story and, and we'll skip. We'll go a little out of order from our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Idris Elba just got casted to replace Will Smith as Deadshot. Yeah, and the new Suicide Squad. Um, supposedly, Margot Robbie is still going to be in it, which I don't think she's going to stay. If she is, I'll be surprised because that's going to be a little bit weird. Yeah, uh, I think she likes that role. Um, I think some of the characters will stay the same. It's just that they're trying to make it more future-proof. Hmm. Do you think it was like, Wonder Bros. like, okay, you give us uh, James Gunn, and we'll give you Will Smith for Aladdin. Little tradesies. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of borrowing. Yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> it's a coincidence that, that that that's like that. I just saw the connection right now. I didn't even think about yeah. it until right now. Yeah, uh, no, but, but you're uh, right. I, I think I'm I think... okay with Idris, dude. I'm okay with Idris. I, I I love him. He's such a great actor, dude. Okay, and and uh, we never talked about. Well, I don't know if we talked about it, but the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. he just looks so freaking badass. Yeah, it's a he's little a bit bad guy, bad guy. <laughs> But he's enjoying it though, and and mm-hmm. uh, and, and for people who don't know, Hobson Shaw comes out this summer, I believe in August. Mm-hmm. I should know this because I'm working on a summer movie draft list, and I should have that thing memorized by now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, dude, it looks badass. A little bit like uh, Fast and the Furious meets Universal Soldier. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. It, it's a little a, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah, you get to see like you know crazy weapons yeah weaponized weapons uh you know suits and everything he's like super powered or something mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um no yeah so idris elba still continuing his reign of canceling apocalypses mm-hmm. so hey right. i'll tell you what i'm super excited about his version of 007 i thought he walked away from that no i think he's still gonna do it it's just that uh daniel craig got one more 
before the end of his contract. So I think it's a PR move. They're trying not to draw attention from Daniel Craig until after the movie comes out. Yeah, I, I think it's confirmed because they, I mean, they, they kind of made fun of it in SNL and a lot of the other interviews. Uh, I think there was. A, I need to watch online. that episode. I, yeah. I like I like Idris Elba in SNL. He's, good. he's, he's really good. good. He's really yeah. good performer. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw his monologue. Dude, freaking hilarious! Talking about him being a bouncer, drug dealing bouncer. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. He's a great storyteller, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 it's funny, like the monologue skits for SNL. Those mm-hmm. are so they look so simple, but you have to be a really good storyteller to make those work. Dude, I love the the most recent one that they did, uh, the show opener, the one that they <laughs> they kind uh, of made fun of. Yeah, the, L- uh, the R. Kelly. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I made trapped yeah. in the closet, rubbing on your booty, AJ nothing but a number, and so many other clues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I yeah. think that's probably going to be a, a classic one. Yeah, that, no, uh, that that. Uh, I was seeing uh, some of the reviews for that clip on YouTube. Uh, mm. Well, that that skit, and I saw it on YouTube. Um, some the I can't SNL's... believe I, I can't believe he kept a straight face throughout the whole entire uh, oh. sketch. Is that the camera? <laughs> no, that's a plant. Where's your, Where's the camera? Right behind me. Uh, that, you keep your cameras out in the open, man. You guys are freaks. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I saw some of the reviews for that, and. It's funny because like a lot of people loved it, not just because of how well it was done, which was great, you know, great job by by the cast, but because it wasn't political. They find they they've been SNL has been kind of uh, I don't say lazy because they do great work, but they've been kind of playing it safe and knowing that if they do a political skit, if as long as they go against Trump, people are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was something. It was nice to have something different. It was it was really funny. All right, Anton. Uh, moving on to our next topic here. There is a tease for another movie we might get. What is it? Or is it confirmed? Oh, dude. Uh, it's uh, Bill and Ted 3. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, uh, I'm really excited about this. Um, there was an interview with Keanu probably about a year ago or two where he talked about the whole premise of the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the, is, if this is going to be the final one that he uh, talked about. But either way, it's it, it sounds like a really fun experience. And uh, I'm really happy that, you know, they got a chance to write a script and being able to, to make this movie. Because, I mean, they've gone a really long way. I mean, they talked about this for years now. Mm-hmm. Having a, a, a third one uh, being the final in the trilogy. Um. And even Keanu wanted this to happen, but it just they just never really found the right s- script until now. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think the the time for the movie wasn't right. I don't think it would have worked uh, in in another generation. I, I think mm-hmm. now it's a good time to kind of bring it back because now you mm-hmm. have the people that grew up with the original movies uh, mm-hmm. at the age where they can appreciate it, have a little nostalgia, and a generation that didn't really grow up or know about these movies kind of get introduced mm-hmm. into them. So I think it's yeah. a good it's a good time for the movie. Yeah, they don't know the rat, the the surfer dude. Air guitar. Uh, yeah, air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves. They all know him from like you know action movies like John Wick, uh, The Matrix. You know, I I think even The Matrix would be too old for some gen- for part of the generation too though. Yeah, which is it boggles my mind. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's late such 90s? a great action movies. Uh, yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine two thousands. Yeah, no. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, all right. Old ever. Uh, right. Also, Google announced at the Anton. Uh, what's this groundbreaking thing that this small company Google did? Okay, so this is crazy. It's gonna change everything, dude. Okay, so Stadia is a new video game platform from Google, and uh, for the last decade, when you want to play a video game, you would have to buy some sort of dedicated box that has the hardware to power the games that you play. Almost like right? a, a station for playing games or some sort of box. Yeah. So. What happens if you're poor uh, and the only thing that you own is a phone, uh, slow-ass computer, and you can't really buy an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Nintendo Switch or even an overly-powered computer, you know? <laughs> you mean a thousand-dollar computer? <laughs> yeah. So with Stadia, it kind of solves all that because you don't have to spend that much on hardware and the devices that you currently already own 
it will give you access to Stadia. So just to shorten what I'm going to say about it, it's basically a video game streaming service. Okay. But it's on steroids. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm a bit skeptical. Okay. Because uh, they say there's no equipment required. So there's still equipment required. There's st- you, yeah, still yeah. Need, you still need a certain amount of crossing power graphics. Uh, I, I agree. Maybe for mobile devices, this will work fine. Especially with the rollout of 5G. Okay. Because 5G is supposed to be, especially for this, streaming. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. seamless streaming, no lag time, nothing. So I think it'd be perfect for this. Uh, Console-wise, or like out of the phone, I don't know how well it would work. Okay. So Google partnered with ATI, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a very long time, we know what ATI is. They, they've been in, in the graphics uh, industry for a very long time uh, making video chips. Uh, and, you know, they were always going head to head with NVIDIA, but NVIDIA so far is always ahead of them. Right. But uh, recently they they went back to the drawing board and they created uh, some of the new newer chips that is cheaper mm-hmm. and pretty powerful up to par with what NVIDIA currently has. Mm-hmm. So Google partnered with ATI to start installing new gpu into their data centers okay so we already know how powerful these data centers are already Mm because if you were to mine bitcoins you can use these supercomputers if you combine all of them together to mine so many coins out there but i mean that's going to be for something else um but if you can imagine putting all of these gpus on every single server that is in these data centers is going to overpower any type it's going to be able to power any type of game that's out there i i need to see it in practice i i need to okay so because even even the the streaming ports they still require a certain amount of uh uh, download time uh down uh down download speed okay so Uh, latency so let's talk about late latency okay so we already know that you know it's it's going to be able to power f- games for years because uh, it has the twice the performance of what an Xbox uh, One X can do or the PlayStation Four Pro can do. Mm-hmm. You know when you watch videos on YouTube, for example, the ads load faster than the actual videos. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say like when you lo- when you load four K fo- uh, videos on 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 YouTube. Okay. It's pretty fast. I mean, you're able to buffer 4K video mm-hmm. like instantly with a really good uh, cable connection, at least. So recently, for the past year, Google rolled out this uh, project called Project Stream. Mm-hmm. And to launch Project Stream, what they did was they they partnered with Ubisoft okay. and said, hey, can we use one of your games to do Project Stream? Because we want to see if we're able to bring a AAA title and be able to stream it live okay. with low latency. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey has been on this Project Stream platform for the past year. Mm-hmm. And the reviews are crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all positive reviews. And... Some of the people said, how is this even possible? It feels like I have an Xbox, but it's not running on an Xbox. It's streaming. How is this possible? So those are the reviews that are currently coming out right now from uh, people that have already tried this uh, project stream. Mm -hmm. So I was watching the keynote. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but when you get a chance, you should check it out. I was really surprised. So the first person that came out was um, was the CEO of uh, Google. Mm-hmm. He introduced what the whole uh, Stadia is about. Um, but the person that came in after him is the head lead project of this whole entire um, this whole entire subscription service um, project. Steam is now Stadia. Um, okay. He used to work for PlayStation. I was really surprised to see that he was on stage. His name is Phil Harrison. So if you don't know who Phil Harrison is, he is 
he used to be the president of Sony Computer Entertainment of, I think, Europe and America. He was the one that unveiled PlayStation 3. Okay. He's the one that did the tech demos and started talking about teraflops. And he was the one that was the big game changer. Mm-hmm. So uh, he left Sony a couple of years ago and he started working on a secret project. And I guess this was a secret project. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy that, you know, they're bringing Phil Harrison onto the project because, you know, for the longest time, this is what he wanted. He worked on... Uh, the PlayStation View, which is a uh, PlayStation streaming service that never really took off because not a lot of people had uh, fast internet being able to to stream video games from their PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it worked for people that had like PSPs and everything, but you have to have a PSP in order to, to stream your games from your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, after he was done talking about some of the stuff, uh, he invited... A person onto the stage to talk about first party games okay. uh they're, they're gonna have a, a, a in-house development team making video games for this platform so the person that came up who is the project uh, uh head is jade raymond who is you know who jade raymond is? no i don't okay so she used to be a host on tech tv g4 electric playground oh damn Way back. Yeah, so this is way back. So yeah. she used to be uh, uh, one of the, the presenters on there. She used to do a lot of interviews. Uh, but then later on, she got to do what she always wanted to do because she had a background in video game development. Mm-hmm. So she worked with Ubisoft to make Assassin's Creed. She was the the the, the, the head of that game. Mm-hmm. And she also did Assassin's Creed 2. She also did Watch Dogs. And then later on, she... Um, she left there and joined Electronic Arts EA. Uh, and EA, mm-hmm. and she formed a, uh, a studio called Motif, and they were doing games like uh, Star Wars, like the really, really cool-looking ones that they showed trailers, they did an E3 event, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, EA was like, we don't have any money, so they cut the project. So those games never really got made. It was kind of like, uh, you remember Star Wars uh, Force Unleashed? Yeah. It was that type of nitty gritty, like dark themed type of uh, Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. And people were like, whoa, this is so cool. But that never really got released because of that. But anyways, uh, after she left EA, uh, she told people that you know she was working on a secret project, top secret project. Mm-hmm. So it turns out it was, it was Stadia. This. Yeah. How long so, was it in development for? Stadia? Yeah. Yeah, Stadia has been around for probably about uh, two years now. Okay. Oh, that's a, yeah. well, that's a long time secret in the tech world. Yeah, very, very long time. <clears throat> so I'm really happy to see that because Jade Raymond pretty much changed a whole next gen back then. Uh, same thing with Phil Harrison, too. I mean, he he helped shape uh, what PlayStation is today. Mm-hmm. And to see these two really big powerhouse uh, developers, it's gonna. I think it's a good start to change this whole industry because once you have something that uh, gives everybody free access, yeah, people do, who don't have video game machines, they're able to play it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's gonna bring more people into the video game uh, world and start playing more games. So let me ask you a couple of these uh, highlights here. Okay. Um, they said that you can use your own controllers already if you already have it. So you can use your own Xbox controllers, keyboard, or whatever it is uh, on the devices that they will announce. Um, they also said that um, they have a controller of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like an Xbox controller with the, with the PlayStation controller combined together. Um, so and, uh, so bulky with like elongated handles? <laughs> It's in the shape of um, it's in the shape of a PlayStation controller, but with uh, Xbox uh, configuration layout or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what do you think about that? You know, being able to use your own controllers and um, I mean, it, it's it's definitely gonna save money because, and also, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have the controllers they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to which is the, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. used to the controllers I like. Like I'm, I usually just use standard. But I know there are some yeah. like hardcore gamers that like they buy 
custom controllers both um, yeah they, they buy like uh logitech uh you know mouses or yeah or yeah. those really pretty mm-hmm. colorful keyboards which takes me to my second point though mm-hmm. would you know some people have an advantage using uh, i guess i guess that'd be still for play for true for xbox because people use their keyboard and mouse for xbox also yeah uh, exactly yeah no yeah. i mean so far so good so another thing is it takes five seconds to load your game so let's say you have okay this is a cool thing this will work on your phone Mm -hmm. this will work on your slow ass computer all it's doing is just loading video uh, and just sending and receiving data from on your computer um it'll work on your tv if you have google chrome or if your tv is you know a smart tv um it'll also work on your tablet so that's where that's where the other concern i have is even though they're doing the processing power, mm-hmm. how is this going to affect people's data? Because I know there's some IPs that are still throttling if you go past a certain amount of gigs. Mm-hmm. So are you streaming the entire game every single time? Or is it the same amount of usage that you do now for PlayStation gaming or Xbox gaming online? Um, and the same thing with mobile. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to need unlimited data. Because I'm so sure this is not going to fall way. under the video. video yeah, look at it this way. I mean, you stream video all the time on your phone. Uh, I mean, when you're at home, you're watching YouTube videos, you're streaming yes. TV shows, Netflix. But, mm-hmm. but at least in mobile, there's a lot of uh, cell phone providers that don't count the like you know the data being used for YouTube or uh, any other like, streaming like Netflix or whatever. They don't count that towards your data. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing about, you know, um, telephone companies, especially mm-hmm. wireless. They I screw mean, you. <laughs> that's, yeah, they screw you over. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that really ends up with uh, what they want to do. I know for sure that T-Mobile will do anything they can to say, hey, we can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's going to be a very big competition for a lot of these um uh telecom companies to be able to do and be able to cater to all of those people but realistically people will want to play at home i mean they're they're not going to be playing at work um i mean i've seen people play you know um I'm a video PUBG. yeah I, I see people play PUBG in the middle of like the mall you know that and, and uh I, I see people playing it in japan while they're in line for something mm-hmm so I don't see it being that much of a difference because I mean it's transferring quite a bit of data, uh, probably mm-hmm. like at least like five hundred kilobytes per second. Yeah, but um, you're transmitting the data of just your portion, the the mm-hmm. the dynamic part of the game. You're still keeping the the map, the environment, everything still the same for you though. Yeah. So is that transmitting that? So that's what I'm asking. Is if you're playing this streaming, is it like it? Are you essentially downloading the entire game over the course of the time you're playing it? No, you're just streaming live. I don't know. I need to see it in person. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, again, my video's doing that weird thing again. Yeah. Um, do we have a release date for this yet? Uh, they're saying it's going to be le- be released this year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but. Uh, they said that they're going to unveil more information during the summer. Okay. So, I mean, this platform is big enough to do like a thousand player battle royale. Yeah. It's been Google. Google's very good with yeah. the whole uh, multi, let's say, uh, group, group work groups, but in this case, gaming groups. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. So they teamed up with Unreal. They already said yes. They're going to be uh, putting games into this platform. Uh, Ubisoft, of course, mm-hmm. and also ID, which is uh, uh, they do Doom and a couple of other games like Rage. Um, <clears throat> so they they promised 4K gaming with 60 frames per second, and they also say that they're already available to scale up to 8K when the industry is ready. Yeah. Uh, my only problem with this is. Uh... You are, you're, you're stuck playing online. If you have no internet, you have no gaming. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's only that's but, the, that's, the, that's the main negative the downside to this. Unless they okay, give you so, the option to download, if you really wanted <laughs> yeah. to. 
Yeah. So this this, this is something very interesting that kind of changes the whole way that you play video games. For example, let's say you're a streamer. Mm-hmm. You're uh, playing uh, Street Fighter, just to make an easy example. And let's say that you're fighting against uh, somebody, and then all of a sudden uh, someone wants to challenge you. They okay. can click the "Hey, I want to challenge you" button. That coin, and or you can stream. You can stream and play live, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of like that moment when you go to the uh, arcade back in the days and you put the quarter there. Yeah, trying to save your spot so then you can play against him. Mm. Kind of like that. Again, any season practice. They can promise yeah. the moon, but like, I want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see it in practice. That's why I, I should probably just clarify that. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Um, is that it for Stadia? Yeah, I mean, I can go on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're running a bit long. Do you want to push the streaming segment until next episode? Uh, no, I think we can talk about it vaguely. All right. Let's go into streaming then. All right, Nathan, what is Love, Death, and Robots? Okay, so Love, Death, and Robots is a new show uh, on Netflix, and there's a little bit of a controversy right now because uh, uh, they have... Okay, so you know how, like, usually when you watch shows, they have episodes one through whatever? Yeah, this one, order or whatever. Yeah, this one's very interesting because every single episode is different. It's a different story. Okay. And it's all animation. And it's a different style in each one. So sometimes it's uh, a 3D animation. Sometimes it's anime style. Uh, So it's a combination of everything. But what they did in this one is they switched the playlist around. Okay. They kind of randomized it uh, in four different uh, sequences. Some people get it uh, a certain um, episode first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like... Like, if I was watching an episode uh, in order, you might be watching a different order on okay. your Netflix account. Um, and they based it off of an algorithm of what you've watched already. Mm-hmm. And it kind of figures out what your your um, your order would be. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this is a really good series, dude. I mean, this is very different. There's a lot of really funny ones. Uh, there's a, re- a lot of uh, really dark, nitty-gritty ones. Uh, it's very, very artistic. So is this the it's, one that you compared it to Animatrix? Yeah, it's very similar to Animatrix where it's a, a bunch of different uh, uh, artists from different companies. They would uh, make all of these short movies and they kind of combine it into one uh one series of collection of amazing things. Uh, I think I would say kind of like the Twilight Zone, how they have different stories in every single episode, mm-hmm. but Animatrix style, yeah. Hmm. But anyways, keeping it short, uh, I highly recommend checking it out. This is way up there and stuff to see. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, and you, you interested me because it kind of reminds me of... Um... Uh, the way people watch Star Wars, you mm-hmm. can watch the movies. Like you can watch the sequential order or that they can, can release, or you can watch them in mm-hmm. the chronological order that takes place in the story. Whatever, it's the same. Mm-hmm. E- each movie its own story, but they're in the same storyline. Yeah, and, and I guess they're testing it out, but some people are taking it the wrong way because they're like, "Oh, they're showing me the uh, the LGBT episode first because they think I'm gay," you know, but, stuff like so- that. They're like, yeah, yeah, you are. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Nathan. Uh, real quick, the one I saw, um, and it, I felt kind of, I, I fell out of this uh, series a while ago, and I'm trying to get back into it. Uh, Archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season nine is on Hulu, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to catch it. Up. Like I was watching during my lunch today, and one thing I get to give props to Archer. They do such a great job with the series, uh, reimagining it. Mm-hmm. It seems like every season after season five or six, I can't remember, they put a new theme to the to the series. Same characters. Um, sometimes they carry the storyline over to the next season. Mm-hmm. But the last three seasons, they've kind of rebooted the series in a different genre. Last season, they did kind of a, you know, ni- early 1900s private eye. Uh, the season before that, they did like a Hollywood detective show. 
this mm-hmm. season they did a, like a tropical treasure hunt kind of Indiana Jones style <laughs> theme. Uh-huh. And and people haven't seen it, but I guess it doesn't really matter because this is an old old season now. Season ten's coming mm-hmm. out soon. Uh, they tease season ten, which takes place in space. Very, uh, I don't know what to say. Um, Haloish, I guess. No, not Halo. <laughs> uh, Alien, because you know they, mm-hmm. they, they have stasis pods and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a real interesting uh, direction. Yeah, no, so they, yeah. they keep switching it up, and I give props to the writers, um, the showrunners, because it's a good way to keep a show fresh and not repetitive, while yeah. still keeping the funny characters that we love, along with the voice actors that we love. Yeah. I, th- I think they probably sit in the, the writer's room and go, how do we make this more interesting? Space. <clears throat> well, it's a good way, too. Like, if you if you, yeah. if you you created something, you kind of have, like, maybe it would have been better this way. It's a good way to play around with something you created while yeah. still maintaining its integrity. I hear they're, they're going to have the Archer movie, too, right? I haven't heard that. That'd be yeah, awesome. I, I, think, I think I read something about that somewhere, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That'd be awesome if they do, though. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom. Uh, ready for movies? Yeah, let's get into movies. All right, movies. And I have some tabs open because I'm working on the movie draft list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so as of Wednesday, uh, March 20th, uh, number mm-hmm. one, Captain Marvel with tw- 282.2 million. Number two, mm-hmm. Five Feet Apart with. 16.7 million number three wonder park with 19.5 million number four how to train your dragon the hidden world with 138.4 million and number five for some goddamn reason tyler perry's a medina medina family funeral with 60.8 million yeah hold on i was choking that okay yeah I, I don't blame it it's uh what is it it's allergy season no i i don't know what happened but i had a dry cough during my lunch mm-hmm. and it just it's, it's the pollen that's squeezing your muscles no what <laughs> <laughs> no it had like a dry cough and now it's like it just got scratchy since there's no phlegm it just got scratchy so now it's like just tickling my throat it sounds terrible yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i gotta be honest i don't know what five feet apart or wonder park is wonder park is that animation uh movie about that girl who built like some type of imaginary park with her mom <clears throat> Then she passed away, and then she was really sad. She's depressed, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's in the park that she built with her mom and all of these characters that they used to play together, and now they're real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm assuming these are just fillers until next weekend, where well, mm-hmm. this coming weekend, where we get the movie Us, and then after that, there's Dumbo. So I think they're just trying to... Squeeze those movies in before the big ones come out. Five on it. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, I lost my agenda here. Hey, there's a remix of that song on the soundtrack, and it sounds really good. So moving on to songs that we do know and love. Yeah. Uh, you got a friend in me. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story. We got a trailer for that one. Toy Story 4, mm-hmm. to be exact. Uh, what did you think, Anton? I think it's uh, trying to go in a different direction mm-hmm. for uh, keeping the story alive. And I think this one kind of keeps it fresh. I mean, it's it, it's a story that we, we kind of uh, can relate to. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, we already know these characters. We know that, you know, eventually they understand that, you know, it's part of life. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to pass, move on. And I, I, you can see the Spork character. Sporky. He's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> Sporky. He's kind of like Sporky. For, forky. It's not a Spork. Forky. He's a, he's a Spork, but his name is Forky. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he kind of reminds you of when Buzz first came into the the whole group. A little bit of jealousy or confusion. Yeah. Confusion. Um. No, I, I like the trailer that they reveal a little bit more about what the, where this takes place. Um, it's an antique store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more you think about it, the more it makes sense because uh, essentially Andy was our age when the movie came mm-hmm. out. He may yeah. be a little bit older. And funny thing, 
I went to uh, that that German shopping center by Belterra, Old World, with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We're walking around. There's this antique toy store there. And we're deciding, Ooh. oh, you know what? I'm uh-huh. check it out. And yeah, there's some old toys from the 50s, 60s. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of stuff that I grew up with. And I was Ninja like, Turtles. Yes. <laughs> they had like the old Donatello with like the uh, the flexible arms and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They had some uh, Power Rangers, the original ones, uh, mm-hmm. Micro Machines. I don't know if you ever had one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, it, it, this makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay. L- let me get back to the Power Ranger one. Was it the one where you, uh, where you see them without the mask and then you press a button and it flips their head? Uh, there was two. That was the Pink Ranger and the Black Ranger. Yeah. And then they had the Green Ranger one still in his box. I don't think that one flipped his helmet. Oh, okay. That was really cool, dude. Yeah, that was game changer back in the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so no, it, it makes sense to me that this would be taking place in an antique store. Uh, mm-hmm. Because kind of like what the third movie implied, that old toys get destroyed. This one kind of shows not all toys go away. Some of these are kept around um mm-hmm. and it makes sense because even though say even say andy's toys were, were already uh good for antique stores some of those toys were given from his uh, given to him from his mom Her, his mom used to own some of those toys so they're older than andy yeah so these there's a lot make bo peep probably good chance she came from uh his mom's collection and, and mm-hmm. if you see in the movie or in the trailer she looks porcelain which i never really noticed yeah uh, that's a good detail that you caught there yeah um that's all yeah you're right there's a little bit more i like it uh there's a little bit of hatred going towards uh pixar there i don't know if you caught that on twitter uh people are saying disney slash pixar forgot what andy looks like did you see the camera there's a couple side by sides that they show andy in the trailer and andy in the original movie um god damn andy looks used to look scary compared to how he looks like now somebody even (laughs) somebody even posted a picture of, of the old school andy saying Goodbye, crackhead Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that uh, back in the day, uh, if you rewatch the first movie again, you'll notice that Andy's friends yeah. are all different models of himself. They're all Andy's. Andy's friends? Oh, at school or, or like the ones he plays no, with? No, when he had a birthday party. So they're just like different variations of him with like different hair, different... Yeah, I think they try not to focus on him yeah. too much. Yeah, I think that's what happened because even the bad guy, uh, Sid. Yeah, it just looked bad. Andy. A, yeah, he was a better Andy. Um, yeah, and I get that because back then animation was expensive. Oh and, yeah, and it's very Toy, expensive. Toy Story was one of the first movies of its kind where it was fully three D rendered in that way. Yeah. Um, done successfully for a major. Yeah, I can't movie. even imagine how long it freaking took to render the 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 whole entire movie. This is one of Steve. The original Twister is one of Steve Jobs' baby, right? Wasn't yeah. that when he owned Pixar? Yeah, he owned Pixar. Yeah, so it shows you how much uh, uh, computer power went into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for the for Toy Story though. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel a bit better about the story than I did originally. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, next up is Avengers trailer. We talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit more stuff coming out. The Russo brothers did an interview and they admitted that they kind of get, gave some misleading information, uh, false, false information mm-hmm. um, during the original Infinity War trailer. And that is because they didn't want the video department who cuts the trailers together to give away too much. So instead of giving them guidelines, so you can't show this, can't show this. Mm-hmm. They just said, "Here, here's these clips. Show what you want." And if you look in the original Infinity Infinity War trailer, uh, in the Wakanda battle, as Captain America, Black Panther, all of them, are, Black Widow, are all charging into battle, you see the Hulk. Yeah, but you don't see the Hulk in the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's it's actually the Hulk Buster suit in the original movie. Mm-hmm. So that made people question. Well, the Russo brothers were talking about Infinity War. As they're talking about end end game, and they said the end game, they also did the same thing. They're not giving mm-hmm. away too much to the video department, so people are kind of going piece by piece about the trailer we got, and they're suspicious about Tony Stark's part in that scene where they're walking through that terminal or whatever in their suits. They're thinking uh-huh. it's somebody else in that suit, and they just put Robert Downey Jr.'s head on it. Well, Nebula is in that same scene too. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So uh, people would think that she made it through with Tony, 
But that she is wasn't a very with... interesting to say uh, that, you know, it's not Tony. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, and I, was, I mean, even if it's not that scene, I'd be kind of curious to see what they oh, did change. Yeah. We didn't see Captain Marvel in that scene. Nope. Yeah. So then they, they do it on purpose not to not to purposely mislead, but they don't want to give away a lot of plot reveals. Uh, so yeah. if, for example, in Infinity War, if they showed the Hulk there, if they didn't show the Hulk there, they showed the Hulkbuster suit. People would be wondering if Mark Ruffalo is in the movie, why isn't the Hulk in the in that big battle? And then that would yeah. kind of lead to people speculating: is something wrong with the Hulk, or does he die? It, it kind of makes sense that you said that because, I mean, the scene where. I was talking about in the previous episode is Captain Marvel holding that lunchbox. Oh yeah, yeah. In the movie, exactly. Yeah. But then in the trailer, she's not holding. Yeah. A lunchbox. Yeah. 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 So it's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm kind of curious to see what's going to change. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, we got another trailer, and what? Do you, I'll, I'll let you introduce that one. Okay. So we got another trailer, and this one is a more in-depth trailer to uh, Stranger Things three. Yeah. And they're telling us that it's going to be released on July 4th. Dude, it looks freaking amazing. I'm so psyched for this right now. They they showed so much in this trailer that I'm kind of like, well, okay, I'm really hyped for it. Yeah. I really hope that none of this stuff is really spoiling anything that I'm going to watch. But uh, I think, you know, it's okay because... All of the episodes are going to be released on one day, so you can just watch everything. Well, so that's fine. We do get a monster reveal. Yeah, but that monster is pretty cool. I'm thinking that's not the big boss. I think that is no. going to be a little mini uh, minion. Ca- yeah, minion or uh, the the catalyst for what's about to start. Like maybe that's like the early on in the season. Yeah, and that's I mean, a, that's how we they saw how wrong. big the monster is in the previous uh, season at the end there. Yeah, that weird like mm-hmm. smoke monsterish from the island from the from the mm-hmm. the show uh, Lost. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, I'm kind of curious to see what what we're gonna get there. Um, yeah, we're we're getting a lot of nostalgia in like yeah. uh, like the the late '80s and early '90s vibe. Yes, uh, the hairstyles. Uh, people pointed out that people are going picking this thing scene by scene. Uh, early on the trailer where Duncan sprays uh, one of his friends in the face, it's Aquanet. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, there was a lot of uh, mall hanging out scenes. Uh, There's That scene kind of reminds you of, like, you know, the movie The Sandlot, you know, how the kids are hanging out with each other. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of, like, young movies from the 90s that I kind of noticed, like, you know, the references so yeah. that's kind of cool to see they they're bringing that type of vibe back to it too but yeah i'm so excited for it yep digging it, it trailer's awesome all right anton uh this last one i'll admit i know nothing about but i've heard a lot of buzz about it please walk me through yeah. it okay so this is going to be the ninth film from quentin tarantino uh i really thought that you know the previous movie was going to be his last movie but i don't think he's ever going to stop no. I think he, he, he's a good filmmaker, and I think he should keep making movies. All right, so this is a, a, a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is based on stuff that actually happened in Hollywood back in, I think, the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, 70s, 80s. Dude, it is really cool that they're bringing a lot of these characters uh, that are based on real people. And just by watching the trailer, you could see how good of a writer Quentin is. I, I don't think he can ever stop writing gold material like this. I mean, you already I, seen Brad Pitt and in, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Inglorious Inglor- really Bastards doing yeah. speeches. Inglorious Bastards is the one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. I mm-hmm. think he's doing it right though. I don't think he's committing to movies ahead of time. He kind of mm-hmm. picks and chooses, takes his time. If he has an idea, he'll he'll work through with it. Um I think that's why he kind of says this is probably my last movie. That's mm-hmm. my last one. But if he has an idea, he has a lot of support now in Hollywood to get that project up and running. Yeah. Uh, even the previous movie, not a lot of people loved it, but I loved it. It was uh, The Crazy Eight. Uh, loved that one. Had Samuel Jackson Oh, back. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not A lot of people didn't really have much love for it, but if you really watch it, it's an amazing piece of work. 
it's the writing that really made the movie great. Um, yeah, this is very, very jam-packed with a lot of amazing actors. You got uh, um, Brad Pitt. You got Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, you got uh, Margot Robbie. And uh, in the trailer, they had an Asian guy playing Bruce Lee, and he was, like, spot on. Really? With, with, with the whole Bruce Lee accent and the way that he acts. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, kind of brings you back to the moment when you're like, well, Bruce Lee is so original. I don't think anyone can be Bruce Lee, you know? <laughs> it's funny if I've ever seen the, And the Dragon Enters. <laughs> 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 we get yeah. it. You made Enter the Dragon. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Quentin Tarantino is one of those things that uh, he makes out of the... Out of the box movies that mm-hmm. are very welcoming if you're not used to his movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to like Quentin Tarantino movies to jump into one and like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, do we have an, a release date for that one? Actually, uh, I, I might have that one. Actually, <laughs> I just realized <laughs> it's I mean, May, right? I think it's May. Uh, July twenty sixth. July. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just realized uh, as I said that I saw the the my tab open for the movie list. I'm like, oh, I have that information. Yeah. <laughs> all right anton uh is that it uh i think that's it dude all that's right a lot that we covered today yeah it is all right if people want to i don't know give us a chance to make a project i don't know how can i do this how can they support us <laughs> <laughs> they can support us by going to our website at www.the2oc.com uh they can purchase a sticker t-shirt or uh, if there was something that we talked on the show or probably seen on Twitter, there's a link to take them to our Amazon, mm-hmm. our favorite Amazon website, and it gives us a little k- kickback when they purchase something. Yep. And also, uh, today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook, download, and 30-day free trial at audible dot, audibletrial.com slash the TLC. There's over 180 thousand titles to choose from and you could use it on your iphone android kindle or an mp3 player if you still have one of those um yeah cool good job anton cool. all right uh yeah right now on twitter uh i've been posting some infinity war funko pops uh mm-hmm. you know this is gonna be chris evans this is the last uh marvel mcu movie allegedly uh allegedly. So, so i posted a, a funko pop from infinity war you know chris evans in full beard glory uh from infinity war uh i think it's 45 percent off so oh go grab that now <laughs> yes oh my god no and my favorite one is dano is a uh, thor with the axe in Thanos' chest he should have aimed uh, for the head th- that's that's a really cool one i mean it's two piece you're basically getting two funkos yes that's an awesome one yeah. it's a great scene they reenacted in funko pop form all right so, mm-hmm. uh, if people want to follow us on social media they can follow us at the 2oc on twitter instagram and facebook or they can send us an email to mail at the 2oc.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app and also on the YouTube. Look uh, look the, the 2oc on the YouTubes. Yeah. We're live right now. Hey. Yeah, we record live every Thursday unless something awesome comes out on Thursday, in which case we reschedule. But, but yeah. 90% of the time, Thursdays. Yeah, 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thought, oh, actually, we might be streaming the movie draft. So subscribe to us on YouTube and you might be able to see it if we can figure out the audio and video setup. Mm-hmm. So no promises, but maybe. Meh, maybe. Meh. Meh. All right. Meh. Uh, is that Anton? Yep. All right. That's it. For the 2OC, I'm Mount Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. I'm going to go pick him up, printer at Target. <laughs> see you. See you. See you.